What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. How we feel about ourselves on a day-to-day basis is determined by the narrative in our head that keeps us most honest. Some days, that inner voice is brutally honest, and it shows us our inadequacies, our shortcomings, our inconsistencies. Other days, we can see the brighter side of our effort, our built-up character, our willingness to endure. If you're anything like me, this oscillates back and forth. Some days I feel great. Some days I feel really bad. The accumulation of all of these as a snapshot is what we call self-esteem. Although I think that word is overused and debated if it's even real at all, self-esteem might just be a myth. Regardless, the narrative inside is a navigational tool. It gives you data. The benefit of the narrative is that it is mostly an internal dialogue, a personal game that we play that constantly etches us towards the right path. What pokes a hole into this narrative or disrupts its job is if we let in outside forces or outside opinions of culture, people, or society at large telling us whether we are on the right track or not. How would they know? And whether we meet their standard of success that is most recognizable to them. Again, how would they know? If you plan on having any semblance of a meaningful life, this outside voice can never be louder or have any effect on you greater than that inner narrative. When you outsource your outlook onto someone else, you give them the power over your feelings. And the swing of that oscillation now can be violently disrupted. And this is very hard not to do. This is why the opinion of your wife, your girlfriend, your friends close to you have an outsized effect on what you think of yourself. It's because we have given them the power to push buttons that should only be under our control. If she was getting you high, then she would get you low too. Oftentimes, we even give the opinions of strangers this power over us. And I can't begin to tell you what effect this can have on you and what you think about yourself. I'll give you a small example, maybe a couple, to show you how unreliable it is to outsource your outlook and how it opens you up to the shifts of the wind as soon as you look to others on how you should feel about yourself. In a very literal example, you will see how if you do this, you will sway with each interaction, with each opinion. And everyone has opinions. So then where do you set your limits? How do you know how to feel? And who is right? And whose opinion to weigh? And how much to weigh it? I go to the gym every day and have been for a long time. And every day, I'm confronted with the opinion of people. Sometimes on the same day, I will have one person tell me, oh man, you're looking big. Without fail, in almost the next interaction, someone asks me if I'm losing weight because I'm looking skinny. Many people compliment my physique as something that they want to achieve. And then again, someone will comment and say, you look like you stopped growing, man. I have other examples. Let's take this podcast, for example. When I first started this podcast, and if you read the artist way, 
in the beginning of you expressing your creativity, you have to nurture it like a baby. So if you open yourself up to the opinion of other people, it can really stunt and block that creativity. And in the beginning, maybe I was looking for reassurance that I opened myself up to the opinions of people. And I have friends that tell me, great job, love listening to it. And others that gave me critical feedback that, again, that baby isn't ready to take. And today, if I got that same opinion on this podcast, because I'm not trying to impress anybody and I care more about the subject matter of each episode, I no longer look at their feedback as, oh, am I a good podcaster or not? The feedback that I care about now, it's more so, well, what did you think about that subject matter and did it hit home for you? Because I myself have given myself all the reassurances I need by the work I put in that I no longer need the feedback or reassurance of someone else. The point I'm trying to get across is if I let myself get high on the compliments, and it's hard not to, but then I also give them the same power to the next person who passes some criticism. Again, if you let them get you high, then they will get you low too. And if I choose to take the compliment to heart, then I also take the negative comments to heart. And the problem with that is, no matter how many compliments you get, the negative stuff has much more of an effect than the compliments. You can't consciously overcome the fact that the negative feedback sticks in your craw just a little bit more. It has a longer half-life than the compliment. And we're tuned to protect ourselves from threats. This is evolution. So the negative things, which used to mean life or death, tend to stick around in our psyche longer than the positive stuff. And I wish it wasn't this way. But you have to shut the door altogether. All that you feel about yourself has the most power and potency and staying power and sustainability if and when you yourself are the meter of that success. As soon as you outsource your outlook on yourself, or anything for that matter, then you are vulnerable because of that lack of security that you have in your own opinion of you. Only you can see the nuances and self-assure yourself about those nuances. The opinions of others will leave you full at one moment and then salivating like a hungry dog with desperation for the next positive feedback when you are trying to recover from a negative one. It will never fill you up sustainably. The only perspective that matters is that of the person in the mirror. Honor him. Honor her. No one else will root for you more. No one else can love you harder. And it's no one else's job to. You must take ownership of how you feel and how you look at everything. Especially yourself. I love you, family. Stay true always. See you on the next show.